And now for our first sponsor, which we've been using in the bathroom cabin for the last few years, Poopery. Poopery, the original before you go toilet spray that has over 100,000 five star reviews. Poopery is always formulated with essential oils and plant-based ingredients that eliminate bathroom odor before it even begins. Poopery is essential for our home. So many share bathrooms with all the smells, plus it's female founded and a Texas based company. Poopery has several scents and size options. My fave is the fresh air. Smells like jasmine and mint. And my favorite place to stock up is my local Target. So easy to add to your next curbside pickup or online order. Plus, if you have any upcoming travel, aka sharing bathrooms even more than usual, Poopery 2 ounces and the travel size 10 milliliters are TSA friendly. It's always mandatory on our packing list. Rumor. Rumor. Hello, my guy. Rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> Our girl is here. Thank you for coming all the way out here. Oh my gosh, it was my honor. I've been wanting to, well, I always want to spend time with you guys, any chance I get. Rumor, if you know Rumor, she's one of your favorites. It's just the way that it goes. (laughs) I feel the same way about you guys. Oh my God. So, Rumor, you have anything you want to share? Well, in fact, ladies, um, today I'm officially 15 weeks pregnant. wild <laughs> you heard it here oh my she, god that's, that's all all i talk to these women about constantly yeah. for the last i don't even know how many years because yeah. i come and i see kimberly's babies <laughs> i'm like oh, yes just give them to me them <laughs> when rumor comes on over she hangs out with the kids and yeah. she's making them sandwiches <laughs> and doing all the mom things so it's yeah. a, it's about time <laughs> yeah i'm so excited yeah, Aww. you've wanted it for such a long time. You want to be a mom as long as I've known Forever. you. Yeah. It just is, it's like one of those weird things that I know sometimes people have such clarity about, oh, I want to be a musician. I want this. And it was never a question for me that I wanted to be a mom and that that just felt like such a, like a divine purpose and something that when I started thinking about it felt like such joy. Like I was talking to my partner the other day and saying, you know, when I go to the farmer's market, I call it church because I leave and I feel so excited. And Aww. the idea of being able to bring my kids in like a little cart or something brings me so much delight. I can't even like, oh, I can't wait. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so great. So how, how are you feeling? Like, what are you feeling about all of it? Oh, man. Everything. You know what was so interesting? It was deeply humbling because because I had this perception that because I've wanted to be a mom for so long that I thought it would be so easy. And I think there was this aspect of it that I realized that I had to, like, it was challenging me to transform in a way that was really, there were challenging moments. I had no, like, being out of control and being, not having control of your emotions or having feelings or rushes that, you just, you never know what's going to happen. And it's a totally new experience. And it took me a couple weeks or even months to just be like, oh, wow, I I know nothing. (laughs) I know nothing. (laughs) New experience. Yeah. 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 And, and also realizing that it was okay that I had certain expectations of how I thought I, I would feel or how I thought it would go and allowing myself the grace that 
some moments didn't feel like that, that I felt like almost such shame in moments because I was like, oh man, this is hard. And I just, mm. I, I, I had wanted everything to be like easy and be like, oh yes, all of this is easy and I don't feel nauseous and it's great. And just allowing myself the humanness and the grace to just be like, wow, something that I want is also challenging me to upgrade mm -hmm. and to transform and to become a different version of myself. And also showing me how resilient am in a, it was just, it's been wild and like amazing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Aww. Yes. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. yeah. What a beautiful journey you've already been birthing, right? Yeah. It's like the, the babies birth us as well. Our next level. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like <clears throat> I'm not finding out if it's a boy or a girl, but the energy of this child is so spicy. Yeah. So, so spicy. Are you surprised? No, not at <laughs> of all. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And yeah. it's been so interesting because, and I'm sure most people who are, you know, parents know this, it's deeply confronting when the, you know, when parenthood is in front of you. And it's made me upgrade so fast. Like things where I used to have such a nature to be people pleasing or to not stand up for myself for little things that then would kind of get under my skin. I would say literally maybe even a week after I got pregnant, all of a sudden it was like, no, no, that's not going to work for me anymore. This is what I need to do to reorient this. And speaking up for myself, it just became a, it was like a new equation and a new puzzle all of a sudden downloaded. Hmm. And I had a different operating system and it was wild. It's so kind of crazy after, you know. <laughs> Actually, I'm so deeply relating to what you just said, because when I was pregnant with Olivia, I felt this kind of confidence. Well, if I can't say it for myself, I can certainly say it for me and the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it did. And then you, they sort of like teach you and then you're able to sort of move into it for you, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful reflection and, and, um. And so special. What you said also uh, is just relating to 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 the parts of me that was not in control of my emotions during pregnancy as well. <laughs> that is a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost like we have that open chakra system. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I don't think anything we feel is irrational though. I just think everything's heightened. Right. Yeah. They're all truths that we're feeling just tightened, right? But I feel like there's this misperception that being needy or having needs is not okay. At least that was like a, a misperception that I held, especially in partnership or in relationship. So the fact that I was feeling more need or more desire for my partner or more desire or, or needing more support from my family or just wanting to be comforted in ways that normally by myself... I can do a pretty good job, all of a sudden felt really scary to be that vulnerable, to have to ask for that. And then I kind of went, no, it's okay. I can ask for this. I think I can ask for this right now. If I'm ever going to ask for it, okay, I'm going to try. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of terrifying, but I'm also so grateful that even if it's not always for myself sometimes that I'm able to do that and, and ask for it and be in that space of really that feminine space of not trying to control, not trying to figure stuff out 
and just being that receiving a little bit and that coziness as you're trying to create this, you know, new house and new space for a child, which is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's still surreal to me. I think because I haven't started feeling the baby yet. Like I still, sometimes I'm like, is this happening? Yeah. Like I see my body changing and I, I feel things, but there's still moments where I'm so shocked that the work that I've done on myself has opened up a space for like an amazing partner to come into my life and a baby to come into my life. And it's just wild. Do you, do you want to share anything about that, about what kind of work you've done on yourself or that created an opening for, the, you know, this little soul to choose you? Yeah. In November of last year, what I realized, one of the first things actually that was the hugest kind of confronting thing was my whole nervous system and my whole body was completely shut down mm-hmm. from sensation. And I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. This is so intense. I'm feeling so much. And I realized that anything above neutral felt terrifying to me. Mm. And so how could I receive? How could I receive a, a partner? How could I receive a child? How could I have space for any of that? Because like the slightest bit felt so much. And so from that place, I started making space and reframing how I was holding experiences, reframing how I was holding myself started to shift everything. I had a whole past life come up that literally changed my entire physical appearance where I've shown people pictures of how I looked and I've done nothing. And they're like, you look like a completely different person. It was wild. (laughs) I remember that story. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And And just making space and really letting go of anger. One of my, like, it was incredible because Peggy and I had a conversation and she was like, you can't bring a a baby into a body that's so angry. Mm. And I was like, oh man, you're totally right. Why would I want to cook my kid in like an angry juices? I don't want to do that. (laughs) And so I really just kind of, I went outside and I was like, okay, I want to let this go. I want to make space. I want to create an opening for whatever's supposed to come in, to come in. If this person is supposed to, you know, come into my life, if we're supposed to be together, great. I need to like let go and make space for that because I realized this resistance and the holding on and not being in trust was keeping me from everything that I was wanting. And as soon as I was like, okay, I got to just like let all of it go. It was like maybe a week later. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can, I just, just listening to you talk, I can, can feel all the energy coming in around yeah. it and just how self-aware you are, right? And recognizing your own limitations. And I mean, mm-hmm. you've done work for years <laughs> that have led you up to these different, you know, perceptions of yourself yeah. and awarenesses and, and to be able to like actually, you know, say, wow, I need to let that go. And then to actually let it go. You know, uh, that that in itself is a, a whole experience. And just to mm-hmm. witness your softness, right? Your real, yeah. just genuine self-acceptance, self-love softness is like, oh my, I mean, I've known you for what? Since, you were, since you were nine. Yeah. And so you're, um, whatever, you're, you're a ways off of nine. And, and just the, you have, you, you hold yourself now with that same level of beauty and power but without any forcing 
It's just oh. it's just holding, taking up space without having to say, I'm here. Yeah. You're in the space of being here and being present. And, and it's just like, wow. And that little soul like, I'll take her. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, really it's so beautiful. interesting. And something I feel like we talked about a lot is that there was so much negativity and so much judgment on my desire to become a mom mm-hmm. for like, cause I, I would talk about it for years, years with people and they would be like, but you have so much time. Why, you know, why do you want to mm-hmm. do that right now? Cause I even was like, you know, maybe I'll do it by myself. I'm glad I didn't do that because I'm <laughs> I'm grateful that I have that it came to fruition this way. But I I was really taken aback on occasion by this perception of motherhood as just something that you put off until you can't put off anymore. Mm. As opposed to going, what if that's what I want? What if what if I feel as called to that as the person who wants to do a startup? As the person, you know, like why I got really frustrated and I felt like I almost had to get on this soapbox of, of it's, it's like, it's gone completely backwards from say the 1950s where if you wanted, it was perfectly acceptable to be a housewife and to be a mother and to have that be like, wow, I, I'm so great at my job. Yeah. I'm so privileged to now it's like, why, why wouldn't you work? You, you have so long, there's all of these you know, there's technology and there's things that we can do and that's great. But I was like, but, but I, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what's wrong with that? Why is there almost this, this negativity or perception if, if that's what I am choosing or that's what I want? We've gone so far the other way, yeah. right? Just so far the other way to like, it needs to wait until you get the career under your belt mm-hmm. and you get more stable instead of just like, I want the baby, I want the baby, right? Or, or and I, I want can, it all. And I, yeah, exactly. Meaning you can have it all. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to put something off. Well, yeah. if I know you, you have always been a, <laughs> a bit about the baby and the romance yeah. and the whole package. And um, yes, the pendulum sure swings before it settles down, right? Mm -hmm. But um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the guy? Yes, my wonderful man. (laughs) Um, His name is Derek, and he is an unbelievable musician. And I actually, so funny, I met him for the first time, and I heard him open his mouth and sing. And I was like, I love this man. (laughs) I I don't know who he is, but the way that he was singing, the, the, the like heartbreak and the passion. And I was like, I, I have to know this person. And I, and I want to like, I need to know more. And I looked at my friend and I was like, what's going on there? And she was like, well, he's, He's in a relationship and, you know, they, it's serious. They moved in together. And I said, of course, of course, my dream man is like <laughs> snatched away. And then I kind of waited and I thought, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Worst case scenario, maybe we can make some music together. And so it was a couple months later and I had reached out to him on Instagram and I asked my friend, I was like, is he still you know, in a relationship because she goes, no, he's actually single. I said, oh, really? Okay. And so then I started inviting him to things, but I was inviting him to like early morning activities and dates, which I have <laughs> come to find out he is not an early morning person. I was like, do you want to go to the farmer's market? Do you want to go swimming in the ocean? And I, I took him to the farmer's market, my church, and 
we started spending time together and I had never, and, and the first date we had, he just started talking in an accent to me the oh. whole car ride home. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, we, we were just talking in that. We were talking in a Southern accent together. And I was like, oh my God, this is my person. This is amazing. Because that's so you. Right? Oh that my is, God, that you. so you. And we're just joking and like saying weird stuff. And I'm sitting there going, wow, even, even Scout, even my sister, after a certain point when we're, you know, joking around, we'll be like, okay, I think that's enough. This guy for the whole half hour drive home did not stop. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like this is amazing. And it totally opened up this, I don't know, this part of my heart that was like so full of play because I feel like, because we were both still a little tentative from being in kind of intense relationships that our friendship really bloomed and was the foundation. And so we would have like two hour conversations on the phone where we would switch between like an English accent and Southern talking about serious stuff <laughs> at night after he would go play a show or something or sitting on, you know, my blue couch outside. And I don't know, there was just a part of it where I was like, Oh man, this, this is my best friend. Hmm. This is so cool. And you know, it's kind of been in a bit of warp speed and not necessarily always in the right order, but I feel so grateful. And I'm like, wow, that like, I'm so grateful that, the universe and this kid for whatever reason was like, yeah, I'm not going to let you guys mess this up. So I'm coming in on my time. <laughs> like, we're going to figure it out. Aww. And he's amazing. I'm, I feel so grateful. We play music together. We sing together. Uh, and wow. your voice, by the wow. way, your voice. I mean, he's incredible, but can we, your voice, I could, if you just got on Instagram live and played all the time. <laughs> right. So anytime I felt like listening to like, such a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. It's just gorgeous. Do you sing to your to your baby? You sing to your tummy? Yeah, it's been so cool because I I was reading all of these things just about how your kid recognizes you. And I mm -hmm. got so excited because we both sang about just playing music and and about uh I've been doing this thing where uh I write a letter every day to my kid and I, or I say like, uh -huh. this is what I was doing today. Or I had a really challenging day and I was doing this and, and I want to teach you and what I learned about today and what I want to teach you is about, I want you to know how to stand up for yourself and how to value yourself and not diminish yourself and not feel like you have to make yourself small. And so I want to be able to then my goal is to try and do it for the whole first year of their life. When, after they come out, let's see what happens. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have the time. But I thought it would be nice just to be able to hand them something, you know, maybe when they're 18, say, here's, here's like nine months of what wow. I was feeling, what I was thinking. And what I, a gift. Yeah. Right. My excitement for you. And I don't know. I thought that was so fun. That's really, what's really <laughs> special about that to, to, to me, what mm -hmm. I'm, I'm picking up is, um, there's something about conception energy and pregnancy energy and time not mm -hmm. being linear, that mm -hmm. it feels like there's so much of the energy yeah. of the child that's being birthed. And it feels like something like that might be really beautiful to help them identify what's happening in their own emotional field, the ancestral 
DNA yeah. activation. Yeah. And can you imagine if we had that from our mothers? Right. Like it's so, oh my in, gosh. the energy of it is in, you're, you're encapsulating the energy, right? Like a letter, literally when you read letters, it takes you mm-hmm. back to that time. It yeah. takes you back to that field of energy. So to be able to be a young adult and go, this is what my mom was wishing and thinking and experiencing for me. Yeah. Like how, how a, what a beautiful, beautiful, deep, heartfelt connection that you're creating and then also opening them up to you know when you want or desire something for somebody mm-hmm. it awakens that in their potential so yeah. for them to be able to read this and go oh check mom already taught me that one oh check oh this one <laughs> we both failed on that yeah. one we're gonna need right and so right it's just like I've never heard of that before Rue I think that's amazing I thought it was I love cool because yeah. I, I I started a journaling practice where I would say since last year I've tried to journal like one page every day because I realized I'm so bad if someone is like if you asked me what I was doing and July of 2011, could not tell you. Mm -hmm. And so I realized I wanted to start having a marker of what I was doing, what I was feeling so that I could look back and go, wow, look how much I've grown. Look at what I was feeling. Because I I had a moment today even where I was feeling upset about something. And I go, wow, if I had talked to myself a year ago in October and I told myself you will have an amazing partner and you will be pregnant, I would be like, why are you complaining? Why are you complaining? Do you know what I was dealing with last year? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and just taking time because I think it's easy to sometimes get caught up in the minutia, right? As we all do. Of and I and I realized today that it's really important for me to be aware of like what energy I'm bringing in that I'm like saturating my kid in constantly every day and also teaching them to like look at the world and look at things and not just see the lack. Wow. What do I have right now? Let me focus on what, what's present. Wow. I get to go see my friends today. I'm so excited. Wow. There might've been challenges, but I get to travel. I got to see my sister, whatever it may be so that the energy is around what there is as opposed to what there isn't. Yeah. A little sister love though. So there's the (laughs) gratitude practice, which is so beautiful and it, it checks ourselves, right? Like mm-hmm. life is good. We have these things, you know, and it's the honoring of whatever is coming through, yeah. especially during this time and knowing that the surrender into it is not going to affect this one in yeah. any other way other than letting the surrender happen. Totally. So yes, if you wrote yourself that these amazing blessings would happen, right? You would be grateful and you get to surrender to whatever the heck you are feeling, especially during this time. I know. I think it's been, I think it's been so scary almost to even let myself be excited because Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real yet. Mm -hmm. I think I'm still in like shock and disbelief sometimes, even though I'm, you know, in my second trimester. <laughs> well, the first pregnancy until you like feel, I kind of, I went through something similar. You're two weeks away from feeling like a little flutter yeah. mm-hmm. and also two weeks away from this baby being able to hear like all the wow. music in such a great way, but it, it, you're getting there, which brings me to the next question. Yes. And we were talking about this <laughs> earlier. Um, 
Have you thought about your birthing plan? Mm. Well, it's funny because my mom is such like a warrior woman. And so I've always, and she delivered all three of us with no epidural, no nothing. And so I think there's always been Of course she did. Of course she did. (laughs) Of course she did, you know? And she has like prided herself on, you know, I I left the hospital two hours after you. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And so there's always been this part of me that has felt even, maybe even without her, but you know, because of that deeply um, connected to a part of really wanting to see my own body's capabilities Mm -hmm. and really connect to that lineage of females of this, that being pregnant is not a sickness and, and, and just allowing myself to go through this kind of like trial by fire. And so I have a midwife and I also have a doctor and I like the idea of home birth, but because I have a tendency to want to grip sometimes and control what I'd like to do is I think do it at home. Although I'm trying to figure it out because I'm thinking about moving, which I know is crazy (laughs) because I really want, I've lived at where I live for maybe like 13 years and I really want to create a new space with my partner. Mm. That's like a new chapter. That's both of ours that we're co-creating together. That's really important for me. And so I'll, I like the idea of having a home birth, but if I'm there and I'm, you know, a couple hours in and I'm going, you know what, this, I don't know if this is working for me. I want to allow myself the space and grace to be, to change my mind and, and to be open to something different and also to be open to something different for different pregnancies or whatever, you know, whatever it feels. But yeah, that, that is beautiful. My, my doula taught me, baby number one, we call this a birth request, not a birth plan, because it's like, this is what I would like. And the birthing of a baby is a life in and of itself that blossoms in so many ways. Right. And, um, it's, it's really, it's going to be beautiful and exactly as it's intended to be, however it happens. But yeah, it's always fun to have conversations and get to know. Yeah. And I wouldn't worry about the move. I, I literally, when I was pregnant with Renzo, we lived in LA and at seven months pregnant, moved to Florida, had to find a no new doctor, way. found a, a house and everything. And so I was only there seven weeks before I had to deliver him. Yeah. Wow. So it was... But it was such a good move, yeah. Because it was, it was what I needed and what is what I the baby desired, right? Because I really believe that little soul also is. Oh, they're driving. It feels like they're driving. <laughs> right. They're like they're going to be born where they want to be born, yeah. right? We just yes. better get on board. But it, but it, so if you really are feeling compelled, like just follow it and forget about the, you yeah. know, like oh this doesn't make sense. This is crazy. I'm moving and then you know I'm pregnant and yeah you're pregnant. Like you said, it's not a sickness. And, and if it's meant to be, you'll find the perfect house and land yeah. in the perfect spot. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, this is actually a thing that women talk about. The babies move us. I moved with almost all of my babies. Did you? No way. Yes, I did. We, we moved into, and then at our house on Roxbury, um, I had three hmm. babies there. But I moved there with two weeks before Annabelle's due date. Wow. And wow. she was born a week 
past her due date. Guess, oh, really? guesstimate wow. date, yeah. right? And um, babies do. They they just know the energy. They know Amazing. the thing that they want to be born in. You know, mm. Jeremiah chose Texas. They just, yeah. they, they move you around. It's yeah. their thing. I mean, I keep feeling drawn to go to Idaho because I keep mm. just imagining myself with a new baby and just sitting mm. outside in the summer because that has become such a place for me that feels so special. Mm. And cause we spent most of the pandemic there and I had this whole new appreciation. It's like a magical fairy forest. It's like this place, you know, mm. where you get there and you go, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is, this is some yeah. magic. I want to say actually, let me bring this up because Kimberly and I have talked about having our family commune <laughs> constantly where we would send each other places. I was like, I think I found a place for us to have all the children. Well, all you have to do is move in because it's kind of that way now. Here. I know. I know. We kind yeah. of have it here. But it yeah. is true. You've sent some great places. <laughs> this place is amazing, though. Yeah. We love it It's here. so incredible. We do love it here. Yeah. I'm also trying to get on the Vanderbeek train. I'm like, give me five or six. Let's go. <laughs> Which thankfully my partner, the first time I met him, or at least I think maybe like our first date roller skating, I was like, so what do you want in your life? He was like, you know, well, I want a big farm and a lot of kids. I was like, how many? He was like, you know, maybe like six or seven. And I was like, oh my God. All right. I was like trying to calm myself down. Just like play it cool, play it cool. Don't say anything. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, I love to cook and I, I love farming and I love soil. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Don't buck this up, Rumor. You got to do it right. <laughs> I love cooking, farming and soil. Yeah. That's like, that's like as good as sex. It's saying like, something like that. Amazing. Say more. Yes. <laughs> you want to cook for me? Oh my God. Yeah. You want to do weird, silly things and have lots of kids that are just roaming around? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's oh so my nice. goodness! Well, That's great. rumor. I I I also want to say thank you for everything that you are in so many ways. But in particular, um, I think your vulnerability and your sexual expression is done so well online. To to think that there's all these different ages of children watching you. And your vulnerability with your music and your vulnerability with your words and your, maybe it's not fearless, but your expression mm. of your sexual self and your embodiment of who you are has been such a beautiful thing to witness. And particularly over the last couple of years, yeah. it's really blossomed. And I just want to say as a mom to four girls, <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, I so appreciate that. I feel like it's so important. I saw I saw so much in in my own reflection of how much fear I had mm. about advocating for myself. How many situations I got into where I was like I don't I don't know if I was if I wanted to do that or if I felt like someone was entitled to my body because mm. they showed interest. Mm. And I feel like there is such a deficit for young women especially now younger and younger women yeah. because of the access that we have on the internet and even young boys that there aren't conversations being had about pleasure, but pleasure coming from a place 
of first with yourself and about just the discovery and talking about, and just the interconnectedness even of teaching young women about their cycle, teaching young women about their fertility and having it not be, I mean, when I was in school, it was don't have sex because you can get pregnant or get an STD. There was no conversation about, and this is a, and there's a, this is a female orgasm and don't worry if it might take a little bit longer and ask for what you want. And there's nothing wrong with you if it doesn't work like this and keep exploring and it's okay to talk to your partner. And I just felt even in my thirties, like, wow, I'm such a sexual person and I have so much that I want to explore. And I felt so in so much misalignment because I had this desire and this level of curiosity, but then my expression was completely misaligned with that. Mm. And so I started, and especially actually with my sister scout, I started getting curious and I started exploring different modalities and finding teachers and mentors and looking at wanting to go and, and explore different things. And I realized how much of, how, 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 much of a lack of education and a lack of a priority of importance of teaching young women to prioritize their pleasure and their inherent value in themselves and knowing that they don't have to trade their bodies or, or their sexuality as a commodity to be liked. And whether I have a boy or a girl, that's something that is so important for me to instill in them about respect and about just the reverence for that connection and that it is a byproduct of love and, and of intimacy and not just this thing to be rushed through. Performed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Performance culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can have play in it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the amount of times that I remember being in sexual situations where I was like, I have to be so sexy and so perfect and I can't laugh or if, if I have hair on my legs or something isn't right or weird sounds happen, like, oh no, then I'm suddenly going to be undesirable. Especially in pregnancy because everything changes with your body and like oh, yeah. there are, mm -hmm. you are completely out of control for certain things where I'm like, okay. It gets more and more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get on board. Nobody actually really talks about how much gas you have in oh pregnancy. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or, or how, actually how horny you are. Oh my God. Sometimes. Oh my God. Right? Sometimes or the you're sensation. Oh no. I'm, oh my God. Yeah, it's like everything is amped up. Everything. So there's, it's like. It's wild. Oh, it's, right. it's been different for me, different kids. Has it? Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Different Everyone was just like, wow, over the top. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things that they don't tell you as yeah. a pregnant woman that yeah. because people normally only talk about it in their second trimester. There's so many things that I didn't know. And there's also so many things where, you know, there's con contradicting things where it goes, oh, you can't have chamomile tea. And then someone else is like, yes, you can. Or you can't eat this, or you can't eat this, or no one, or the things that no one talks about about you having gas or whatever, and you're like, oh my god, how how am I, you know, get on board, honey. Like I hope, oh, I hope this is okay, <laughs> or just how you're gonna feel. Honestly, I feel like uh, when I get a surge of hormones, whoa, what is going on? Like I'm eating the right thing, or how much you have to eat. Yes. People that, kind of talk about it. So hungry. So all hungry the time. all the time. Right? Yeah. But then I'll have moments where I just ate 
and I haven't even digested yet because your digestion slows down so much. <laughs> and then I have to eat like an hour and a half later, but my food is still here. So I'm not totally hungry, but I'm like, if I don't eat, I'm going to get a headache. And it's just, it's wild. It's so wild. Do you get the thing where you have, all of a sudden you realize you have to eat and then your guy has a 10 minute countdown before you get food or all hell's breaking loose. Like oh, that yeah. was me with James. It's like, <sighs> well, my boyfriend's been on tour uh. the, for, for the whole first trimester. <laughs> what, did that work in your favor or work against you? I told him if we do this again, <laughs> that, that, that we can't do that. Uh-huh. I was like, you can go for the second one, but I need you for the first one because I had a moment in the beginning where I didn't realize how much you had to eat, mm. where all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, 911, I think I'm going to pass out. And then I had no f- like food at my house. And so I literally drove myself to in and out and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might pass out. I don't know if I'm going to vomit. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you, you just have to figure it out. I'm now the snack lady. <laughs> I have Every, everything with you. Oh, I have baby food. I have rice crackers. That's like the the three things that I've learned to always now carry with you. Don't wear overalls in an airport. This is my advice for a pregnant woman. Don't wear overalls in an airport because you have to pee every five minutes, and it's impossible. <laughs> um, always have like beef jerky, rice crackers, and some sort of applesauce with you at all times. And <laughs> and I found these little booby patches that are for when you're breastfeeding, but they're soft and have buckwheat in it. So if you get a headache, you can lay on it and it's heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh my God. None of that. None of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so many things. You know what's... (laughs) I had green beans in a can with an opener. That's what's hilarious. That's what I had in the glove Uh, compartment. You know what? I will tell you about booby patches. Most of my friends, who I love get how you're like most of my I'm touching <laughs> here that get the bleeding nipples while they're nursing. Oh, yes. Oh, God. They, Once you're that. It, it, it can happen from the palate with the okay. babies. So if mm-hmm. that happens, like check tongue ties, have yeah, the doctor yeah. check the palate because they don't always do it. But the other thing is sometimes. I feel like those pads are absorbing all the moisture on the oh. nipples. And I, my first question is, okay, has the doctor checked the tongue tie mm-hmm. and the palate? And two, are you mm. wearing booby pads? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I just got super personally, personal things. Some people, I mean, you will leak for sure totally. if you're nursing. Um, I just threw a swaddle over my, okay. if I would ever leave. And if there, it was just coming out of her, just move the swaddle over. Yeah. And yeah. the swaddle became my like luxurious scarf. <laughs> nice. That's all you need. Just rock uh, For it. me, it was always the position of the baby. Like if you didn't, mm. because with the first one, yeah. I had the boobs that bled and sucked through it. And like I literally, and I, this is a time in my life when I was super clean, wouldn't take an aspirin, wouldn't take anything. Yeah. So I just dealt with bloody nipples oh my God. for quite a while. And then I, it, it came about because he had a favorite position. And this Marco? goes, Marco. And this goes <laughs> of course. To my, of course. This goes to my personality of not having boundaries. And I just let him keep sucking in the same nipple in the same place until <laughs> I paid for it. And I went, shit, nobody told me you're supposed to shift and just. And yeah. so all the different positions. And then once I healed up, I never made that mistake with the other kids every time, you know, and the, my mother's trick was 
put a little safety pin on each side so you remember which side because you forget your brain. Oh, yeah. You go, did I do this side last time or which which way? And you know, so having the safety pin was like, oh, okay. Then but then I would go, wait, was the safety pin before or after? So it just didn't freaking work. You know, yeah. trying to remember. Yeah. So funny. Jeremiah literally only nurses in this position and I never And it doesn't bother you. Uh, no, but you know what? It's it's different with different kids. Oh, they is all it? like I, I think I can say this now having had six. Yeah, yeah I think it you would feels, have to be the expert. It feels different with different kids. Interesting. And some hmm. kids, I felt like it's hurt a little more and others it hasn't. And I really think the palate and the, the latch has something to do with it. Now, I've been really in fortunate situations. But um, uh, if it, it, it is true, though, if you're not kind of balancing out yeah. the side, yeah. you're going to become engorged in one or potentially yeah. like have a clogged Did you up, just right? let them all wean themselves or did you go, we're done? Ooh. Or was each one different? Well, Olivia got bit by a poison spider. Oh. And so I thought I had cancer on my leg until she started having red bumps on her body. It just it was on my leg and went really quick. And then I had red bumps on my body. Then she started having them. So I said, oh, this is poison. And I found out it was bit by a poisonous spider. I was knocked oh out for like two weeks. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. And so my brother-in-law, Jared, is uh, oh, an acupuncturist yeah. and healer and does Chinese medicines. And so, um, he gave me something that dried up my milk supply, which told my body, okay, you know what? It's been seven and a half months. You can get pregnant again. And I got pregnant with Joshua. So I call him my real life spider boy. Oh, yeah. my he's God. so sweet. I love your babies. He is the cutest. Do you have to go? That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> okay. I could talk to you guys for like the She's rest like, of the night straight. We we could talk to yeah, we could talk to you for all, all we, night. We'd invite her in and we'd be here all night yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well another time. Remember yeah. thank you so much for coming oh, and sharing your big news yes. with us. By the time you guys hear this, rumor will be announcing and she'll be yeah. ha she'll have blossomed even more. <laughs> but you will this will be her little capsule at 15 weeks. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's just it's such an honor that you talked about it with us and we oh. we both cherish you. Oh, I yeah, love you guys love you so, so much. much. Yeah. We're so happy for you and thank for your you. guy and for this little one. We can't wait to meet him or her and we're going to keep it a secret because you know we can look but we're not looking I know, I know. <laughs> we do pretty well together yeah we do I kept having dreams that it was twins in the beginning and then I mean I've obviously done an ultrasound and there's only one in there yeah. but I was like either this is going to be the most spicy girl <laughs> and who's just like a little tomboy or this boy who's got like long hair and is like running around <laughs> drifting through. Both are cool. Either way. <laughs> exactly. My thing was like, I, I just, I didn't want to have an attachment either way because I was deeply confronted by having a girl. Oh. And I still, I am a little bit. Oh. Because I had a moment of going, wow, I feel like I've failed at so many things. Like how, how am I gonna, like, how am I going to do a good enough job to really teach her how to show up in all the ways that I feel like I wasn't able to show up sometimes for myself? And so I had to do a lot of kind of work around it. And I'm still a little bit anxious, but I'm, I'm so delighted either way because I'm sure that there's going to be more than one. And <laughs> so, this is why we have nine months to yes, exactly. right, bring ourselves forward. Yeah. But I, I was 
I was actually almost excited for the opportunity because I was like, wow, ooh, I'm being confronted by this. Mm, like what fertile stuff for me to like work with. This is great, you know? Beautiful growth. You'll yeah. find out. Beautiful growth. Thank I love you, you guys so love much. You so love you much. so much. It's such an honor. Yeah. I'll come back when I have this yes, tiny please. child and tell Absolutely. you all about my wild birth. Exactly. <laughs> or right. come here and have the baby. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'll be your doula. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. Uh, <laughs> all right, babe. I love you. Really. I love you guys so much.